This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1303 of Horse Tip Daily, your almost everyday morsel of helpful hints, useful facts, and practical techniques for horse folks. Brought to you today by Cavallo. horse people coach jen here and thanks for tuning in to horse tip daily today's tip is all about planting shade trees in your pasture autumn's usually the time of year that that happens so i thought this would be timely and we'll get right to it after this from cavallo hoof boots hi carol herder here president of cavallo home of the world's most trusted and popular hoof boots You know, one of the most interesting parts of what I do is the many horsey stories I get to hear. Most of them are really uplifting. Some are stories of challenges, and a few are downright sad. Recently, a wonderful woman took the time to approach us at a show to share a story about her horse who went down in quicksand. It started out as a really scary story. We were holding our breaths waiting for the outcome, and it turned out wonderful. They winched the horse out relatively unscathed, albeit, you know, a little traumatized, and everyone standing around were super amazed that he still had his cavallo hoof boots on. Scary story with a good ending. Another testament to cavallo. If you don't have a pair for your horse, it's time. Cavallos are easy to put on, easy to take off when you want to take them off, and they stay on. They stay on in all terrain. Cavallo, the world's most trusted hoof boots. And I'm so happy to welcome to the Horse Tip Daily Show longtime freelance journalist and horse gal, get Leslie Wyatt, who I found via a fun little article on hobbyfarms.com entitled Eight Fast-Growing Shade Trees for Your Pasture. And that got me to thinking because we're all looking for plant life that is pasture-friendly. So welcome to the show, Leslie. Thank you. Glad to be here. Now, horse gal, in what way are you a horse gal, Leslie? Well, um, I think I qualify for that because my sister and I made a pact that every birthday, every wishbone, every first star we saw we would wish for a pony until we got one and we did when I was about five and I've pretty much had a horse since then so currently I have a quarter horse Arab gilding that I ride all over the trails here in northern California oh it's tough life there riding on the trails in southern in northern California you poor thing Leslie it's hard (laughs) somebody's (laughs) got to do it right so I know what prompted me to read the article about fast-growing shade trees for your pasture. What prompted you to write it? Well, I guess the short answer would be my editor. Um, but as I was digging, I thought, you know, this is stuff that we um, horse people like to know about. And uh, so I was really happy that you contacted me because I wasn't able to be horse-specific in that article. Yeah, Hobby Farms is is very generically for agriculturalists that have horses and goats and sheep and chickens and horses and cows and all sorts of things. So exactly, you, it, whatever you have on a hobby farm, right? Um, so that being said, when you're looking at creating shade and natural windbreaks 
for your horses or livestock. What are some of your basic considerations whenever you're whenever you're making that plan? Okay. Well, the first thing because we're dealing with horses, we know that they're probably going to be trying to eat these trees. Yeah, they eat everything they shouldn't. That's right. <laughs> I know exactly. Uh, we need to make sure that the trees we want to plant are not poisonous, and there are a li- there is a list of poisonous trees. Um, I looked on just to brush up on that. I can give you a few examples, uh, being walnuts, cherry trees, red maples, things like that, black locust, all very toxic to horses. But there's a great um, list, exhaustive list, on the ASPCAs. That's the Society of Prevention for Cruelty. Really? I didn't know that. Yes, and it's under the heading of toxic and non-toxic plants for horses. So that's a really good go-to place when just to, to make sure we're not planting the wrong thing. Well, now i got to Google that. I know, right? <laughs> um, and then, uh, I mean, in, in addition to that, which maybe you're going to ask me this later on, but I'll just throw it in now. Um, any time I want to Google something, I throw in university extension because the the articles that I come up with for horses, for planting, whatever, are all research-based. They're not yeah. like forums. I mean, I love forums for certain things like how to keep your tree alive or whatever. But when you're banking on this tree being safe for horses, go for something with good research. Yeah, and they're they're really nice because they're going to be uh, specific to your area because free. You know, this this list that's on the ASPCA, like you said, is incredibly thorough, and probably two thirds of those types of tr- those trees wouldn't grow in your area. Anyway, so it's nice to to be able to reach out to your local extension office, and I will put a link to a a list of all the extension services, because depending on where you're at in the country, sometimes they're a little hard to find. And I found a great resource that says all you have to do is write where you type into the search where you are, and it gives it to you straight away. And they are a very friendly and helpful group. So first off, tick that off of our box. We're going to make sure that we know what we should not be planting in our pasture. What comes up next? Okay, well, uh, and some of this is sort of like when you get to thinking about it, it's pretty common sense, but you need to know why you're planting, you know, because if you're just wanting shade, you're going to choose certain trees and you're going to put them in certain places. If you're wanting shade and wind break, you're going to maybe do it a little differently. So decide why you're planting trees and Obviously, find the best trees for your area because what grows in Northern California without, let's put it this way, you can get a tree to grow about anywhere, but the amount of care that it would take to keep it alive, you don't oh, want to do. Oh, yeah, good or, point. Or you don't want to have to be trimming and spraying and doing fussy things. You want to, right. something nice and sturdy and independent. Exactly. And for, you know, parts of the country like Northern California, you don't want to be hauling water to it or running a hose. So, um the the university extension site, as you mentioned, would have regions or area specifics, as will your local agent. So I even advocate just going in and talking to them because they they're good for your area. They really know what grows, 
what's a you know invasive species, things like that. And if if you bring them either a a latte grande or a Slurpee, depending on the weather, they'll probably talk yes. to you even more. Oh, that 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 should be an open door right there. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get a lot of love, the extension service folks, so they'll appreciate you talking to them. So we're going to check exactly. that off of our box. We need to decide whether or not we want shade or a wind wake or both. That makes a lot of sense because a deciduous tree is not going to do the same thing as what is it, what if it's not deciduous? What is it? Hmm. Yeah, uh, evergreen. Evergreen. Thank. You. That's yeah. the one I want. It's not going to do the same thing if you need, for example, here in Florida. Um, probably so. Also, up in Southern California, even in the winter time, you want shade. So, if you have a tree that loses its leaves in the winter, it's not going to be offering any it's shade. Not going to be a lot of help, right? Um, and Arizona and New Mexico, things like that. Um, I I kind of have a mixed uh, experience. I grew up in Montana, and then I spent twenty three years in Missouri. So that the trees that grow in in those places are quite a bit different in for livestock for horses in montana we actually had a lot of willows a lot of poplars and a lot of evergreens and that was kind of what made up our places for the horses to hang out and you know avoid the winter winds or you know actually the sun wasn't very hot there so sometimes they just stood out in the sun but we gave them an option yes Um, in in missouri it we we had both um, evergreens and deciduous trees in our loafing areas because, yeah, you lose the leaves and then that's not a lot of help. Nor are those type of trees much of a windbreak in the winter. Whereas the evergreens, you know, they're denser. They can get behind them and really uh, escape most of the cold winds. I mean, it's still cold, but, you know, the wind chill. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You need both. And uh, they the horses do make use of them. I find that horses, if given the opportunity, will frequently make use of natural windbreaks and cover before they will go in their shed. They'll go hang out inside their trees. They will. They will, which kind of leads me to another thing to keep in mind. Because horses scratch on things (laughs) and nibble on things. Oh, yeah. And trees are fair game for that. Even, Even if they're not poisonous trees, it's not the best for their digestive system if they get to really eating on them. In fact, our horses right now, um, there's a lot of oak in Northern California. And right now the pasture or in the fall, the pasture was short and they were eating the bark off the trees and eating all the acorns off the ground. And those are neither of them good for horses. So we had to kind of fence them off and, and so on. So when you plant trees in your pasture, to avoid the horses killing them, you know, by eating the bark off of them or ingesting more than they should. Um, extension office advised that, that a person fence it far enough away that the horse can't reach over and nibble. Um, I have my, tr- I have a really good trimmer and she kind of gave me a few pointers too. And she said, some people will want to put a wire cage around because it's less you know, it's less permanent and they don't have to do whatever. Right. No holes but, to dig. Yeah, sure. Exactly. However, you know, we horses and their tendency to rub on things, scratch itchy places. Um, she's had a horse snag an eye on the Ooh, wire. And on, yeah. So uh, best thing to do is maybe 
put out a little bit more effort and money and drive a few posts, put some wooden planks, you know, just things to about five foot from the tree trunk is what was advised. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea because otherwise they're just going to reach through that. I know a lot of people will take, just take wire fencing and literally wrap it around the tree like a little sock. Not ideal on many levels. A, the horses will munch right through it. Right. And B, the tree is going to grow out of it. Yes. Yeah. So, and again, it's really hard when you've got raw ends of wire, even if you turn them in that horses, I don't know how they manage it, but they can injure themselves on just about anything. So I just kind of like to stay clear of, of using wire for, to wrap the trees. There we go. Yeah. I think uh, that's probably a good bet. So we've got, we're going to find out from our local extension service, what we shouldn't be planting. Right. And then we're going to decide whether or not we want a windbreak or some shade or a little of both. And mm-hmm. then then we're going to consider our horses and how much they're going to try to kill those trees. Right. <laughs> now, and, do, you, and, do, you no, have, do you have any specific trees that you are kind of your favorites or your go-tos? Like, oh, yeah, I love to have those for my pasture horses. Well, I really am... Uh, fond of poplars and willows and maybe that's my roots showing but we had them in Missouri too and they're they make a nice big canopy especially the willows and they grow fast I will say yeah kind of it's kind of a toss-up you know do you want to grow your tree in two or three years knowing that those fast-growing trees are not as strong so they might succumb to high winds ice snow load or take a lot longer and have a real tough tree, like a sugar maple or something like that, or something kind of in between. And I tend to go with the in between and a couple to fill in fast growing. Oh, that's a good idea. Alternate them a little bit so you have your fast growing ones to, to help out to get started, and then the slower growing ones to back it up so that 10, 15 years in, when those fast growers are all, all in. Exactly. Then, oh, that makes perfect sense. I would not have thought of that. That's no, a good point. I, my husband, he's a great question asker. And another one he asked was, is it okay to plant evergreens and deciduous together so that you do have the windbreak in the winter? And um, yes, you know, you just do need to, when you plant, again, handy dandy extension office, Make sure that you give them enough space because every tree has roots. Some spread outward and some go, you know, have tap roots. So you don't want them competing too much because then there's not enough water. Also, they don't do as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because if you have one that's really, really thirsty and also you want to think about whether or not you're planting those trees too close to a foundation. A that sep- is a very good point. A septic system? Yes. A well? And, <laughs> yes. All of those There's things. All of those things. We In Missouri, we had a big old barn, and there was a huge tree that had actually planted itself probably 100 years before, and it was wreaking havoc with the foundation of the barn. It, it just, there was not a lot we could do about it, so that is a very good thing to uh keep in mind there we go so a lot a lot to uh to feed on out there so contact your local extension service find out what's going on and get those things planted in uh 
You'll have shade and or windbreaks in no time, and the place will look prettier too. Yes. There we go. Yes. And I, I, I re-Googled, and the, the place I found a really useful um, list of extension services by state is actually on Wikipedia. If you go to Wikipedia, okay. Yeah, you go to Wikipedia and they have it under Cooperative Extension Service or Cooperative State Research. And it just has a just straightforward, simple list of each state, the name of the university it's associated with, and a link. Quick and easy. Oh, that's very helpful. Yes. Very I'm much have to look so. that up myself. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, you could write another article. There we go. I know, right? I don't know if we have any time left, but I, I did think of one other thing. We'd love to know. Okay. Um, when getting your trees, sometimes your local Home Depot is cheaper. Maybe not the best idea if they bring it from an area outside of your area because the trees that are sold commercially don't always grow well in the place they're sold. Good point. Just just <laughs> because know? yeah, just because it's okay for your zone doesn't necessarily mean you've got a good specimen. Good point. Exactly. And something that I learned um, when planting in Missouri is if you can buy from a nursery in your basic region, state, area, if, if possible, or something that, that's very close to your same, they will already be acclimated. Whereas if you buy, like if we bought from Maine, it would just, they the trees would be more used to that cooler yeah. climate right. than we were dealing with, and it yeah. was a lot harder to keep them going. Well, they're going to be, when I think about that, it's a good point, that, those trees are going to be very stressed because they will have been shipped in. Exactly. And and many of us horse folk, we're really good at taking care of horses, but maybe not so much our plants. So that makes perfect <laughs> sense to get one locally because it's already it's already adapted to the very local conditions where you live. It's going to be less stressed and you're less likely to have a colicky tree. Exactly. There we go. And that's and a- one other thing uh, on that note, it's tempting to get a, you know, pay out a little more, get a tree that's kind of already five foot high and has a root ball experience here. Um, sometimes that's not the best idea, especially if you're in an area where your summers are really intense because they, they don't have the root system to support the crown. You're better off starting with a smaller tree, even a bare root tree. And they just seem to never look back. That's been my experience. And I've nursed a lot of trees in my time trying to get the ones I thought were going to be so awesome to keep up with the ones that I got bare root. So there you go. Bare root can be your friend. Well, thank you very much for stopping by and helping me out. Yes. Thank you, Jennifer. Now, if folks want to find more of your articles and they want to read all the wonderful things that Leslie Wyatt has written, do you have a Facebook or website? Yes. They can go to my website, uh, lesliejwyatt.com. And that will have some links, uh, drop-down menus. I've written children's books. I've written articles on writing and on horses and on oh, all sorts of things. I do a lot of writing in the coffee world as well. Cool. I'm a coffee fan, so I'm going to go check it out. Uh-huh. Okay. Thanks again, <laughs> Leslie. Well, there you have it. You can find links to today's guests and topics and all those links that we mentioned in the tip 
uh, just go to horsetipdaily.com and look for episode 1303. Make sure to have all of your favorite Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone or Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Download it today. It's quick, it's free, it's easy. You can choose to download specific shows on the network or you can hit the master feed button and get them all. You can also subscribe via iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks again to our sponsor today, Cavallo Hoof Boots. This is Coach Jen, and I'll be back again soon with another tip. So until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <laughs>